The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So the style of the practice that I'll be offering today and that we'll be exploring is um, based on my experience uh, studying with Sayadaw Utejaniya, who is a Burmese meditation uh, teacher, who teaches a very um, open, receptive, non-directed kind of mindfulness. In our familiar meditation practices, sometimes uh, if you haven't met this style of practice before, we often choose an experience. We choose a, an object, a, a, an experience to direct the attention to, such as the breath, and we try to stay with that experience. Um, in this practice, we don't necessarily choose an anchor for our attention, although there can be times during the day where it can be helpful to reground yourself by picking something like the breath to just come back maybe after the mind has wandered, to just come back. And yet the practice in general is one of cultivating the ability of the mind to just be present for the flow of experience. Undirected attention, I would call it. Non-directed, receptive attention, we could call it. And we're also encouraged in this um, exploration uh, to, from time to time, check our relationship to what we are noticing. So these two pieces, just noticing what's happening in the moment, being aware, this is what's happening right now. What's obvious is a way I often frame it. Just what's not going looking for anything, but kind of settling back and letting the, uh, what, what the mind is already paying attention to, what the attention is already connecting with, show you. This is what, this is, what uh, is here right now. And then from time to time, checking in to our relationship to what we are noticing. So these two pieces are, you know, that that pretty much summarizes the technique that Sayadaw Utejaniya offers. So it's very minimal. It's pretty minimal in the way of technique. And yet there's a lot of context that's helpful to... uh, exploring that technique. And so I'm going to spend a little bit of time right now setting some of that context for you. So um, one of the most helpful things in terms of cultivating this receptive kind of mindfulness as opposed to the directed kind of mindfulness is to relax. When I first met Utejaniya, this was something he really uh, emphasized. You know, relax the body. As you relax the body, it, it supports the mind relaxing. And as you relax the mind, that may not make much sense just yet, but we'll talk about it a little bit more. As the mind relaxes, basically the, you know, a non-relaxed mind is one that's kind of clinging, moving out, um, oriented towards past or future, or kind of struggling with what's here now. So just kind of this contracted mind. So a relaxed mind can actually be pretty naturally uh, aware. 
You know, our minds know how to be aware. We don't have to do it. We don't have to to know how to be aware. I mean, thank goodness we don't have to know that. It's a very natural process of the mind. And so when we relax and get out of uh, the way of the natural processes of our mind and body, there can be a very natural, um, organic almost, awareness of just what's happening right now. So relaxation is 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 a big piece of this practice. And then, um, for those of you who are familiar with the um, kind of the Buddhist teaching on meditation, the, in the Noble Eightfold Path of what the Buddha offers, there's a section that, of the, the Eightfold Path that has three factors that come together to support our ability to be here and notice our experience. And they are um, wise effort, wise mindfulness, and wise concentration. And so some of you may have some ideas about what effort means and what um, mindfulness means and what concentration means. And I'd like to just explore with you a little bit what these three qualities, how they work in this practice. So mindfulness um, is really, just to start with mindfulness, mindfulness is about, uh, in this case, just knowing what's happening in the moment while it's happening, being aware that if there is an emotion arising, that, oh, this is an emotion happening now. Or if there's a thought arising, this is a thought that's happening now. Or if there's a body sensation, being aware, this is, this is a, a sensation that's happening in the moment, kind of letting go of the way that we tend to... Um, uh, orient around, what does this mean... What is, it, what is it about? What it, where did it come from in terms of like, you know, I had this conversation with a friend yesterday and that's why I'm so angry right now and let me think about that conversation so I can figure out how to solve this problem. That's not being present for what's actually happening right now. And so there's this just settling in. This is what's happening in the moment. Often people have a... Hmm, a habit, let's say, or even a misunderstanding of when they are mindful to choosing what we are mindful of. This is this directed aspect of attention. So for some, the uh, cultivation of mindfulness includes paying attention to the breath, for example, or directing the attention to some particular experience. This directed quality of choosing what to pay attention to is a separate function than mindfulness. It's a function that serves us in our life, it can serve us in our meditation practice, but it is a different quality, this choosing. The attention, what we pay attention to, is something that is amenable to our conscious control, like right now, you know, I can suggest you bring your attention to the sensations of your hands, or bring your attention to the sensations of your feet. And there it is. You're, you know, you're, you're, your attention gets directed to those experiences. That's the, the capacity of attention has a kind of a conscious... It's amenable, let's say, to conscious choice. We can consciously choose what we are paying attention to. And that is uh, useful for us at many times of our lives. It is a different thing than 
the, the aspect of being aware of what's happening in the moment. We can choose to direct our attention and then be aware of it, but there's also the possibility of um, not consciously choosing what we're paying attention to, but allowing essentially the, um, uh, the, the factor of attention there's always something being paid attention to. Our minds are always going to be picking something to pay, atten- pay attention to. Some of you right now may be choosing to pay attention to the, what I'm saying. Some of you may be not doing that. But in any case, there, there can be that, that conscious choice. But there also can be a way, if you're not choosing, if you're relaxing or if you're um, you know, letting the mind wander or just spaced out, there is something that the mind has picked up to pay attention to. And so this factor of attention is amenable to conscious choice, but it also functions when we're not consciously choosing what to pay attention to. I often say that it's kind of like the way the breath works. You know, it's the breath, the experience of breathing, the breathing process is amenable to conscious control. We can say right now, choose, let's say, breathe in. And do that. And we can breathe out and do that. But we can also let go and let the breath do its thing. We don't have to be engaged to remember to breathe all the time. And likewise with attention, we don't have to be directing our attention all the time, but something is being paid attention to. That we can, we can touch into that by checking in what's most obvious right now. Or what am I already aware of right now? Just in this moment, what am I already aware of? What's obvious? What's the most obvious experience in this moment? So that is the way that mindfulness, we explore that kind of mindfulness in this practice, this more receptive mindfulness, non-directed mindfulness. In terms of wise effort, um, the effort that we make in this practice isn't about, I mean, we're not, we're not actively saying, okay, we're going to hold on to some particular object, like the breath. We're not going to hold on to that experience. So how do we make effort in this practice? What does it mean to engage moment to moment? Because we do have to engage. If we don't make an effort to stay present, our minds are going to wander. And so what it means in this practice to engage is not to pick something and come back to it whenever we've lost our mindfulness, but to just keep reminding ourselves to be aware of what is here, what's already here. So th- when I first sat down, to, when I first practiced with Sayadaw Utejaniya, this was the very first instruction he gave me. He says, the only work we give our minds is to remind ourselves to be aware. That's that's all the work that we're going to do today. Ah, uh, well, no, I won't say that. That's most of the work we're going to do today. There, there are times when um, that practice of simply settling back and just, okay, am I, am I aware? What, what's, what am I aware of? When what's happening is a little bit overwhelming and there may be some tools that we can bring in, and I'll talk about that, uh, ways to actually choose to direct the attention when the mind is a little bit uh, unstable or when the mind is a little too reactive and it can't just settle back and be here for this, what is being experienced. They're, they're, the, the use of directed attention is very helpful at that point. But in general, the, the work that we give our minds is just to remind ourselves to be aware. 
And so to that end, there are kind of two reminders in terms of awareness. And the first is, am I aware? If you can remember to ask that question, the answer is probably yes. And yet, you know, it is, sometimes it might seem like, well, why ask the question if I'm already aware? And the, the, in my own exploration of this, what I've discovered is that just simply checking in, aware? Is there awareness here? Begins to orient the mind to understand the experience of mindfulness as separate from what is experienced. The experience of being aware as separate from the touch or the sound or the sight or the body sensation or the emotion. So this, this question of checking in, am I aware? It just in a, in a very quiet way begins to highlight for us what it actually means to be aware. So that's the first thing in terms of checking in for uh, our, um, our effort to stay present. Aware? You can just shorten it down to just that word, aware, with a question mark at the end. Or if it's helpful, am I aware? Is awareness here? So that first one. And then the second question is, what is awareness aware of? What am I aware of? Or aware of what? Aware of what? So this reminding ourselves to be aware is a form of effort. This just checking in. So is awareness here? Sometimes oh, we can be aware that we uh, are aware or know, yeah, I'm, I'm aware, but it's not so clear what we are aware of. That's okay. You know, if, if the of what is not so clear, just keep going with the, okay, am I aware? Aware. Yep, awareness is still here. At some point, some particular experience will like begin to um, you know, say, oh, this, this is what I'm aware of. It may, be, it may, it may take a kind of a, uh, an obvious experience for the first time for us to really connect to what we are aware of. So aware, oh, hearing, that's what I'm aware of right now. So that gentle reminding ourselves to be aware. And then the other aspect of wise effort is kind of a gentle persistence. A gentle reminding. Um, The actual effort it takes to be aware in a moment is really, really small. So right now, can you be aware of the sensations of your hands? Can you be aware of the sensations of your hips touching the chair or cushion or bench? Can you be aware of a breath? How hard is that as I name those things? It's usually not very difficult to just in that moment notice, oh, there's there's the hands, there's a breath. That level of effort in a moment is all that's needed. What we have to do, though, 
is do it again and do it again and do it again. And so the effort is a light touch, a gentle connection, moment after moment after moment after moment. Often in a meditation practice, we kind of like recognize, okay, I'm going to be sitting here for 30 minutes or whatever it is, and 30 minutes, I've got to be present for 30 minutes. And there's some way in which we kind of gear ourselves up to try to muster the energy to be present for the whole 30-minute sitting. And, well, how well does that work? You know, it doesn't really work very well. And so that kind of can exhaust us. But if we just look at it as uh, this moment, this half breath, this little snippet of sound, this pressure, this dryness, this movement, and just enough effort to be present for a moment, and then reminding yourself to do it again. And do it again. And you'll forget to remind yourself. Of course you'll forget to remind yourself. The mind will wander. When we wake up, we just come back to the gentle reminding. Actually, when we wake up, that's a great moment because in that moment of waking up, mindfulness has appeared spontaneously. We didn't even have to remind ourselves of that one. There it is. And so there it is. What have you become aware of as the mind returns from being lost? Right there is a moment of mindfulness. Aware. Aware again. Of what? And then just begin reminding again. Ah, aware of what? Aware of what? That's the level. That's the way effort works in this practice. The um, factor of wise concentration is... cultivated at the more continuous or the more the, those moments of mindfulness, like basically the mindfulness and the gentle effort, aware of what, aware of what, aware of what, creates a little bit of a momentum of the mindfulness moment to moment. And that momentum of mindfulness moment to moment, it may be, you know, three seconds of mindfulness moment to moment, it may be as long as a minute. That continuity or that kind of momentum of mindfulness over time, that is concentration. It's a different kind of concentration than some of us are familiar with. The the concentration many of us are familiar with arises as we pick something to pay attention to, the breath, and stay with that experience. That staying with that experience um, allows the mind to kind of settle into the sensations or the object or the experience that we've chosen. And um, you know, there's, some, there's some very steady kinds of states of mind that can be generated from that. The, the, the object, the mind get very, very still. In this... In this kind of practice, the steadiness comes from the steadiness of mindfulness, not from the steadiness of what we are paying attention to. And the experience is somewhat different. The experience of the steadiness is somewhat different. It doesn't have the the same, at least at first, it doesn't have the same kind of stillness necessarily because there's so much that the mind is aware of that's happening. Oh, there's pressure and hearing and movement and dryness, and tightness. 
and a breath and sound and movement. Just moment after moment, there is this uh, flow of, like, very dynamic flow of experience. A feeling of stability arises in the stability of the awareness itself. The mind in this space of just moment after moment meeting, this is what's happening, this is what's happening, this is what's happening. It tends to not leap on any one of those things that's happening and follow it out and start thinking about it. And so there is kind of this steadiness that begins to happen. That steadiness of awareness can produce a great deal of sense of calm, of spaciousness, of ease, even in the midst of a lot of changing experience. So this is the way concentration works in this practice. This concentration helps us to not get lost, to be pulled out of the present moment experience. Of course, our minds are going to wander. They are. I just mentioned that a a moment ago. In the moment of that, really helpful to, first of all, just recognize, ah, awareness, it's back. What have I become aware of? Sometimes it's helpful in that moment. You you, you might notice a pull into whatever you had gotten lost in, a pull into that thought or that argument or that plan. If you can, in the moment of mindfulness returning, ah, relax. Come back to the exploration of relaxation and in a moment we'll do a guided meditation and um, we'll start there. And so that's also a good place to connect when mindfulness returns. Okay, can I relax this pull away from the present moment? So relaxing. And then just reconnecting. What's, am I aware? Yes. What? Aware of what? Aware of what? Those little reminders in, in your mind, it, it can be helpful to do those consciously to actually ask yourself those questions, aware of what? If they can be kind of quiet, you know, little, little kind of quiet whispers in the mind, you might want to play with the volume of those questions in your mind. Um, and at some point, those questions can, can go away. Um, so the, the questions themselves are just little tools, they're little supports to help us meet our experience. And the other kind of art around the effort to this practice is to begin to recognize, you know, as we do engage in, okay, aware of what? Aware of what? Really quiet. Aware of what? <laughs> Just as we quietly uh, engage in that question for ourselves, over time we might start to recognize that the question aware is sufficient. We, in that moment, we, we see that we're aware and we know what we're aware of. So we can just use that. Aware? 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 And at some point, we might also recognize that that awareness kind of has a little bit of a, a life to it. You know? It's like it lasts for a few seconds. And then we can back off on how frequently we are reminding ourselves. 
So instead of being aware, aware, it might be aware. Aware. So just, that's, that's the art of effort in this practice is tuning or uh, knowing how frequently to remind ourselves. Different times of the day, as momentum builds, we can back off on that reminding. As we um, find ourselves in an agitated mind or um, something challenging is arising, a little more frequent reminding. At the beginning of a practice period, more frequent reminding can be helpful. So, when the mind wanders, waking up to that, what, ha- what has been uh, what, ha- what have I been noticing in that moment? What is arising? And uh, relax and go back to just that gentle reminding. Aware of what? Now, um, just this simple awareness of what's happening moment to moment is very powerful. And yet, the way our minds work, the way our... Uh, our habits and patterns of how our minds um, engage in things, there's a strong delusive quality, a strong unaware part, aspect of our minds that tends to engage in how we pay attention. And we're not so aware of that part. That one of the one of the aspects of that is what our relationship to our experience is. Sometimes we don't even we're not even aware that we have a relationship to something. It's just operating in the background, kind of just slightly below the, the surface level of what we're able to be consciously aware of. And so the uh, the next piece of this practice is to from time to time, as you are checking. Am I aware of what? Aware of what? From time to time, check in. And what's my relationship to what is happening now? Do I want it to continue? Do I want it to stop? Am I confused about it? Or perhaps, seems okay. Doesn't seem like a problem. Often, just a simple checking in. What's my relationship Saito Tejaniya uses the, the phrase, what's my attitude? How am I with this experience? So just from time to time, checking in about that can begin to reveal ways of paying attention that are habitual and that tend to potentially be reinforcing our habits of wanting things to be other than they are of wanting to get rid of things we don't like, of wanting to hold on to things that we have, of confusion, of unclarity. So this little question can help to open us to something that might be happening that our minds weren't consciously aware of. I generally find it's helpful, like during a period of a sitting of, I don't know, 30 minutes, Check in every, I don't know, few minutes. It's not something to do. Like, aware of what? And relationship? 
relationship, relationship, it, it can get kind of crazy-making. It's like, oh, there's, there's, you know, there's fear, and oh, and what's my relationship to fear, and what's my relationship to that, and what's it, it just, so just check in from time to time. Let it be a kind of a light touch of checking in and opening up. If when you check in, what's my relationship to this? It may be that you don't see anything in particular. We're not looking when we check in. We're not trying to find an attitude. It's like just drop the question into your meditation and see if there's something that shows itself, reveals itself, an attitude or relationship that reveals itself. If no particular attitude or relationship reveals itself, just go on with the aware of what? Aware of what? At some point, there may be some uh, very clear attitude. You know, you're paying attention to uh, the sound of the cars going by or maybe a really loud motorcycle goes by and it's like, yeah, aware of the sound and don't they know there's a meditation group here? You know, this kind of aversion. There it is. It's very clear, very obvious. So it may, you may not see anything. That reason for maybe not seeing a particular relationship when you check in might be because it's such a quiet relationship. It's not quite able to bubble up to the surface level of our conscious awareness. Or it might be actually that what's going on is that the mind's pretty calm, at ease, no problem. Sometimes no problem as a relationship is something that we don't consciously recognize. And that is a, what Saira Utejaniya calls wise attitude, right attitude, that we ultimately um, explore the relationships and uncover, expose the, uh, the pulling, the pushing, the greed, the aversion, the confusion. We explore and uncover those as a way to begin to expose those ways that our mind is out of balance, which will help to lead us to more balance. Because when we're out of balance and not aware of it, we stay out of balance. We're actually conditioning out of balance. But when we can become aware that we're out of balance, there's a possibility of having a different relationship even with that out of balance. And so as we notice, aware, what am I aware aware of? What's my relationship? If a relationship becomes obvious, like not liking, it's not like we have to then say, oh, that's what I have to pay attention to now. It's just like, oh, that's been exposed. That is just now one of many things that is in the flow or the field of attention. Okay, there's this, this pain in my knee and there's the awareness of not liking. Okay, that's what's happening. And then there's sight and then there's sound and then there's body pressure and then there's the pain in my knee and the not liking. Oh, there's the not liking again. So that we don't have to choose to like pick it up and say, oh, an attitude? I better put that under the microscope and figure it out so that I don't have that attitude anymore. It's much more relaxed than that. It's just, oh, there's, here's what's happening, here's the relationship. It's like opening the visual field or the field of what we are aware of, the field of listening, of knowing, to more experience. <laughs> 